It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, my favorite humans. It's me, your Broadway buddy, Ben Cameron. You know, I've been in the theater biz for uh, a while now. And if there's one thing that I've found that kind of connects a lot of us theatrically inclined folks, it's that there may have been a time in our lives that we didn't feel like we quite fit in. Maybe it was in high school. Maybe it was junior high. Maybe it was definitely junior high. And maybe you were absolutely definitely dressed up as the fan of the opera for a student council election assembly, you know, because all 7th and 8th graders love Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals, right? And, and maybe, just maybe, your glorious mask removal reveal at the end of your speech was thwarted by an ill-timed music cue. Anyhow, let's just say that maybe I, I mean, <clears throat> we felt a little different. And that can be tough. For lots of us, that's where theater came in and saved the day. Think about it. Theater gives us a chance to disappear into different realities, different characters. It it, it can feel comfortable to get out of our minds and skin and disappear into music and moments and community. We found our tribes, our people, and that's a really beautiful thing. Which brings me to this particular episode of the Broadway cast. I recently had the opportunity to see a new musical that is currently playing off-Broadway. It's called Between the Lines, and this show is a gem. It's based on the novel by Jody Peacolp and deals with the aforementioned feeling of not fitting in and needing to disappear into music and fiction. And I tell you what, for me, it hit home hard. I had to have some very direct conversations with my inner child after seeing this. Not that it's heavy, it's definitely not. It's a delightful pop music pastry full of fantasy and fabulosity and maybe a couple of singing mermaids. Yes, please. And it doesn't hurt that it has an incredible cast. Starring Ariel Jacobs, who we know and love from Broadway's Aladdin. She was Nessa in Wicked and was in the final Broadway company of In the Heights. Super dreamy Jake David Smith as the prince. Uber diva, the glorious Julia Murney. Okay, now, if you're not familiar with Julia Murney, what are you even doing with your life? Google her now. Hit her up on YouTube. I recommend the Nobody Side YouTube video. You can watch and learn. She's also an alphabet and the OG queenie in Lippa's Wild Party. And icon Vicki Lewis, whom I've decided is my best friend. She doesn't know it yet. I'll be telling her soon. If you need a reference to Vicki Lewis, I suggest you listen to Hannibal Moe from the Damn Yankees Broadway cast revival album from the 90s and get back to me. It'll change you in the in the best way, like the way a man changes into a wolf. I got to sit down face to face and really get in between the lines with this really great crew and it was just as fantastical as the musical they're bringing to life night after night. So enjoy this episode. I know I do. I'm dedicating this one to all of you, my theater friends, who ever felt like you didn't fit in. I'm here to tell you, you do. And thank God we found each other. Now, before we get to the meat and potatoes of the episode, want to remind you to subscribe to the show. You can rate us, review us, tell your friends all about us, follow us on social media so you never miss a beat at the Broadway cast. You can follow me directly at 
Ben Does Broadway, because I do. And if you want to support us the very most a person can support us in this human lifetime, you can become a supporter on Patreon, where you're going to get exclusive behind-the-scenes content that we make only for our Patreon family. You can click the link in the liner notes to get in on that. All right now, my friends, let's go on with the show. my friends the time has come we are going deep in between the lines today with our fabulous guests from between the lines which is currently playing off broadway let's say hello to them starring in the show as our princess ariel jacobs is here hi ariel hello it's nice to see you it's good to see you too i saw you briefly at broadway con you guys got to perform a number from the show the reaction was awesome yeah we loved all of the music from the show it just Makes you go crazy and stays in your head forever. <laughs> That's what you want. You yeah. want an earworm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Julia Murney is what here. Happened? Hi. It happened. It's happened. I said your name. Hi, you're, boo. you're alert and ready <laughs> for it. I think the last time we did an interview together was some sort of pandemic, wicked thing, something or other. That sounds that about scans. Right, but yeah. I think we all did so many um, pandemic-y Zoom things. Just that a pandy Zoom. Like pandy who's Zoom. on the other end? It doesn't even matter. I don't even know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, uh huh. Just somebody, please pay attention to me. <laughs> Um, that's how I felt anyway. <laughs> Vicky Lewis is here. Hi, you Vicky Lewis. You knew by the cackle. I knew by the cackle. <laughs> Allison, I was just telling Vicky before we went live, as it were, that um, her voice on the cast album of Damn Yankees in the 90s really did a number on me. And we've decided that I can now tell my mother that Vicky Lewis is the reason I'm gay. Um, Get in line. <laughs> thank God. It's a superpower. It's a superpower you possess. And our prince here today, Jake David Smith. Hi. Hey. How you doing? Great. Okay, friends, I want to ask you, in a world full of workshops and concerts and whatnot, uh, have your paths crossed and how did they cross before Between the Lines came into your life? Or did you all kind of get together and meet and connect solely on this project? Interesting. Actually, I mean, usually the answer to that is, oh, yeah, we did gliggly. You right. were definitely, I certainly knew who you were, not just from your oeuvre, but also we have so many friends in common. Yeah, we have a lot of friends in common. And had, Ariel, had you and I actually... We did a concert together. Had we done that one concert prior? Which one? The one in Rhode Island? Yeah, remember? yes. We had done that yes. prior. I just have no concept of time. And we both sang in different concerts, yeah, like in done, L.A. Yeah. But not like anything deeply bonding like no time mm-hmm. did you uh, speak at all when you were doing that one concert that one time oh yeah yeah yeah. oh, oh. so you like oh we a, went we, to the beach and saw oh. she had a stars. on the oh, beach no, that's at a, night that's a, that's a much that's bigger a connection bigger... than just like oh, no. glancing oh, we at each have, other yeah, we at hung out below. that one yeah. concert that was that was good stuff that was <laughs> yes. good stuff and and we never you taught a oh, master right. class right. at elon university that's right, that's right. in oh. 2018 and what I did think. you do during that master class i sat that in I the taught. back row and i did not sing interesting <laughs> you didn't sing for sense. julia murney well we didn't. only had it was like a one day thing so we only had four or five students and you have to like audition to be in the master classes and i think i was in the middle of doing one show or the other at school or something, and I was just like, nah, I don't, I don't want to. Were you saving the gift? I was, I was saving the gift. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's important. I don't know if I was in that situation. I don't know that I would have the balls to sing in front of Julia Murney. I'd be like, oh no, let Sally do it. Yeah. She's- Not only ha- sometimes Sally gets up and Sally will sing one of my songs to me. Mm-hmm. Oh and yeah. I'm like, oh Sally, can I say balls? I just said it. <laughs> you Sally's did say got balls, balls, and I it resonated. That's. And I'm, I'm not mad about it. I'm like, oh. 
That's who you are. Okay. Do, well, do you know what? I actually, in teaching just last week in Rochester, we had a very talented young lady that I love very much who, in her audition technique class, sang I'm Not Waiting. Yes. They, they the love title, to sing. Yes. They love to sing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that one was literally written for me. Yes, <laughs> quite literally. It actually and says so on the sheet music. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And I can assure you that she was wearing the wrong kind of jeans. Oh, that's, that's uh, a lyric from the show. That's right. right. It's I'm a lyric waiting. from the show. I don't show. mean to be so silly. It's a song that It's Andrew just like Whipper a one-off? Wrote. Or yeah. is it a... Oh. And it's okay. the name of my album. Uh, oh, Available sorry. on <laughs> Apple. <laughs> you know, you plug, can listen plug to it, it. Plug it. You can listen to it right after you listen to this podcast. I use uh, my albums as coasters at home. Do you? <laughs> um, what's your album called? No, I, no. No. Thank you. Great. Good, no, good thank talk. you. <laughs> it was well, It was like one of those self. Uh, it was a self-indulgent. I wrote, produced, and sang it, and it's like uh, um, an album to just like slit your wrist. Or it's a, is it like emo, it's so Vicky? depressing. It's like it's called East of Midnight, but it's like uh, you know, it's one of those. And I I wrote it a long long time ago. And Sometimes it. those depressing albums are good. Like you, Adele's music's all sad. Well, have you heard the new album? She's like Adele's not sad. I'm gonna talk. There's a whole now. genre called like sad girl music now. It's called sad girl music. Where it's just like you so know you a girl back, with a guitar Vicky? whispering into Now's a microphone. Now's your time, Vicky. I'll get him out of the garage. Yeah. <laughs> this is my moment. Wait, can we find it digitally in the di- yeah. digital space? Yes, you can find it. All right. Well, I know what I'm doing uh, for the rest of the day. No, it's not. Oh, God. Okay. All right. Moving on. So we're deep in fairy tale land with Between the Lines. So I wanted to do an icebreaker moment. This is where I force my will upon you and it, and it amuses me. Uh, in front of each of you, you have a sheet of paper that has some lyrics from a fairy tale based musical. Uh, I would like each of you, I would invite you to do a dramatic. And when I say dramatic, really, let's let's amp it up. Dramatic reading of said musical theater piece from a fairy tale based musical in honor of Between the Lines. And I think it's only fitting that we start with Ariel Jacobs. Mm, indeed. Uh, Come on now. Ariel, let's, uh, let's hear what you got for us there. <clears throat> Here we go. Drama. I've got gadgets and gizmos aplenty. Oh. I've got who's its and what's its galore. Oh. You want thingamabobs? I got 20. That's a lot. But who cares? No big deal. I want more. <laughs> I want to be where where the people are. Mm. I want to see, want to see them <laughs> dancing. Walking around on <laughs> those just move. I noticed that. What do you call them? Oh. Feet. Eliza Doolittle, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Excellent. Yay. Um, I'd, well, because it, British accents lend to drama, right? Yeah. We all know that. Yeah. If it's That's why Les Mis, which takes place in France, is sung with an I entirely know, right? Cockney Thank accent. You. Thank it's you. To, it's to facilitate <laughs> drama. All right, Jake, I'm feeling really excited about what we've chosen for you. Okay, oh, good. Boy. Whenever you're ready, sir. Oh, drama. my gosh. I'm a hunter on an African safari. It's a dangerous kind of sport, and yet it's fun. In the night, I sally forth to seek my quarry. I find, and I find, I forgot to bring my gun. I'm lost in the jungle, alone, all alone and unarmed, when I meet a lioness in her lair. Then I'm glad to be back in my own little corner, all alone in my own Little chair. Wow, that was like oh, AMSR. I did not know what that was. That was intense. And if I can, a little sexy. Did you know? Even as you, it took us a second to figure out what that I didn't was. I know until the very end. 
My own little corner from Cinderella. And of course, yeah, Ariel yes. was doing the Little Mermaid, and I thought I was, I was real clever for that on one. The, You're the so rhyming clever. of Safari and Quarry. That yeah. Like, I was like, who, 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 who? Wait, are those yeah. new Very lyrics dramatic. from the newer Cinderella? Is that? I think that's classic R and H. I am. Yeah. I would not know. <laughs> but without the sing song, <laughs> that just felt really kind of um, dark and foreboding. Well, and well you, it starts with "I'm a hunter," so I was like, I gotta like get into character. Yeah, you did. I believed you. I felt like prey. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Julia, you're up to bat here. My glasses on. Here we go. Julia Murney with a dramatic reading. <laughs> how, how dramatic do I go with this? I've, I've, oh, the sky's the limit, I think. And he made me feel excited. Ooh. Well, excited and scared. Oh. When he said, come in, with that sickening grin, how could I know what was in store? <laughs> Once his teeth were bared, though, <laughs> I really got scared. <laughs> Okay, well, excited and scared, but he drew me close and he swallowed me down, down a dark, slimy path where lie secrets that I never want to know. And when everything familiar seemed to disappear forever at the end of the path was Granny once again. Hmm. So we wait in the dark until someone sets us free and we're brought into the light. And we're back at the start. Thank you. Good night. Wow. wow. King of the metaphor. I don't, it's how, I, uh, I'm sorry, he swallowed me down. I didn't see, <laughs> and he swallowed me down yeah. coming. No, how, how, how could you have? in the background, as Jake's chair just slowly sinks, <laughs> and he can't get control of it. It was all Did you very. <laughs> I don't know what happened. It just started, and it's no, sinking again. It is? There's a weight limit. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you must be, you must be this light to ride this ride. <laughs> Um, that was quite the ride. That was, of course, was, I know yeah. things now from Into the Woods, a little Red Riding Hood, mm. but uh, downright pervy, frankly. I've, I've, oh, that's yeah. how I took it. Vicky, it's almost how do I like it's that? about something. Let's else. find out I together, don't even shall know. we? All right, let's take a gander. All right. Hmm. <laughs> why are we clearing? Why am I clearing my throat? <laughs> so stupid that you gave me this. Perfect. Ah, <laughs> uh, I, I confess it. I'm shy. I, I, I mean, can't you guess that this? confident air it's just a mask that i wear because i'm very shy and you may be sure that way down deep i am very demure although some people i know might deny it at bottom i'm very quiet very pure <laughs> i'm aware that i'm wrong to be as meek as i am my chances may pass me by but i just pretend to be strong but as weak as i am all i can do is try god knows i try <laughs> shy and despite the impression i give I, I confess that i'm living a lie because i'm actually terribly timid and horribly shy bravo wow. oh my Ooh. a masterclass wow see fairy tale musicals really translate any way you slice they it really that's do. i don't uh, i can't say if i've been changed for the better but i've been changed for good right there was yeah. a lot of emotion that I didn't see coming in that. Absolutely. Now that we're all whipped up yeah. into an emotional frenzy, uh, let's. Did you say Adderall? At, no, <laughs> I didn't. Heard, that's did you hear Adderall? Emotional. Like, all I heard was an emotional Adderall, and I was like, "Cool." Let's do you know go what though? It. I want that. That's going to be our new tagline <laughs> yeah. for the show. They're a the great Broadway band. cast with Ben Cameron. Adderall. It's emotional Adderall. I saw them. I saw emotional yes. Adderall play at CBGB's once back yeah. in the nineties. They're, <laughs> they're my favorite band. <laughs> great yeah. They're a great band. And that's what they do. They do like ska versions of uh, yeah, fairy tale show tunes. We're gonna get to know a little bit about you guys in a little bit, but let's 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 get into between the lines a little bit. I wanna yeah. let's meet the characters here. Mm -hmm. Of course, we'll start with Ariel. So uh, you've been transplanted. Dad left. 
Tell us all about. Yes, dad left us. I'm living with my mom. She works all day. She doesn't even know I'm home. I'm in a new school. I'm getting bullied by this girl named Allie McAndrews. Mm -hmm. That's, that's going to come up later. That comes up later. Yeah. And I distract myself by reading books. And then I read this book. And a character in the book is really cute. And I'm kind of like crushing on him. And then one day he starts talking to me. And we kind of develop a relationship. And his name is Prince Oliver. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, uh, it gives me kind of um, never-ending story vibes where you're reading the book, but you're in, do you guys, never-ending story, anyone? What? Thank you. Never-ending story. Do you remember this movie? No. Okay, no. well, you're too young. Do you remember, <laughs> you're too young? I kind of remember, yeah. My dog looks like the the that like creature. Falcor, yeah. the luck dragon. Oh. And also, if you don't know it, listen to the theme song. It's the best '80s theme song to any movie. Oh, like when Stranger Things when they it, sing it. It's uh, um, the never ending story. Oh. 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 It's yeah. yeah, it's hot. It's a hot track. It's a bop. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about this this prince that you that you find within the storybook. Ooh, me? That, yes. You. Um, yeah. So I play Prince Oliver, and Prince Oliver is a fairy tale prince who is stuck repeating the same story every time someone opens the book. So the characters in the book are sort of treated like, you know, uh, players in a troupe of actors. And every time someone opens the book, we have to like scramble into place and start acting out the story as somebody is reading them. So our entire world is only the things that exist inside this book. And Oliver is just hungry for more and he wants to get out of the story um, and finally, he musters up, you know, the strength to burst out of the book and speak to Delilah. And he's been staring at her face sort of in the sky, reading the book while he's been, you know, posed on the same page on page 43 every day when Delilah opens the book to look at Oliver. And finally, he bursts out and, and, and finally says hello. Um, and they, you know, there's there's all these hilarious moments where, you know, uh, Delilah is talking about what a perfect life they would have if they were together and they would hold hands and watch movies. And then Oliver says, who is movies and why yeah. must we watch him? Um, and, you know, it just, it's, uh, it's a, a lot of fun to play somebody who is essentially like a toddler to, the, to this world that we're in. I don't know anything. And it's, yeah. it's uh, I've dated guys like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and it and I'm assuming there's a happy ending here. I'm seeing the show tonight, so I'm I'm very excited. I don't want to spoil it. the end, but oh. uh, you'll be pleasantly surprised. Okay, I like that. Uh, Julia, yes. Who who are you bringing off the page? Um, well, I would say, with the exception of Ariel and Jake, basically uh, everyone else in the show uh, doubles uh, in the real world, in Delilah's world, and in uh, Prince Oliver's world, and in Delilah's world, I am her mom. The one who doesn't know that she's home and has bangs, which <laughs> she missed the bangs. Oh, she's got yeah. bangs, she and she wears bangs. more cardigans and t-shirts than you can shake a stick at. <laughs> and um, and in Prince Oliver's world, I am the queen, and um, they are very, shall we say, diametrically opposed types of characters. Okay. The queen wouldn't know a cardigan if she fell on it, except she <laughs> might fall on it because she's basically drunk all of the time. <laughs> Fantastic. So, yes. So it's it's for me for me personally it's fun because I just get to be both of those things. But mm -hmm. the, that that's that's who I get to play is is the sad downtrodden poor left in the dust by her ex husband mom who loves her daughter but can't figure out how to communicate with her or be present for her because she's so overwhelmed. And then a queen in a 
fabulous crown and magenta dress who just drinks. With a martini glass. Yes, always a martini glass. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So it's the 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 everybody rise treatment. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. So that that's what I get to do. And Vicky, multiple characters for you. Yes. Um <clears throat> I think they like in the audition, I would sing one thing and then they would go like, "Could you try to sing this?" and then I'd be like, "Okay." And they'd be like, "Oh." And then I think I sang like five things, and I think really in their brain they went, "We could save a lot of money <laughs> <laughs> if we gave all six of these characters to one actress." No, I'm kidding. Um, it was it Budget. was always going to be a multi-track. I, I had no idea how many uh, tracks. I so I play um, the first character I play is uh, Ms. Winks, who is the librarian. Um, and the, the characters, all the real characters that I play are kind of, uh, sort of guardian angels in a sense to, uh, Delilah, mm -hmm. um, I think, um, she's a, a sort of, they're confidants and, and guardian angels in a sense. Um, so that's the first character I play. And then I am the lady in waiting to this drunk lady over here. That's uh, right. That's right. <laughs> yes. The way and she I likes it. Yes. That's the way she likes it. And in life, it's, it's <laughs> uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> and I have a green gem tone, fabulous Greg Barnes moment uh, as well. I have been watching the B-roll. The oh, costumes are mm -hmm. fabulous. Oh, are They're so glorious. Yeah. Glorious. We, Greg Barnes, we love you so much. Yes, we're so lucky we, we got him. Um, and so then the third character I play is um, Mrs. Brown, who is a questionable uh has questionable questionable ethics as a, as a school teacher, <laughs> chemistry teacher. Um, surprised she still has a job. Probably yeah. has filled out a lot of Title Nines and is just, you know, sleeping with the proper person to stay um, employed. Superintendent. And then, yeah, and then let's see. Oh, then uh, there's uh, Jessamine Jacobs, who uh, is the writer of the book that we talk about the entire show, most of the show. Um, I play her, and then I'm, I'm always leaving one out. Uh, thank you. And then I'm one of the mermaids. Yes. Yeah. One of. That makes me get multiple mermaids. Oh, yeah, I gave something away. Yeah. I love it. Bet you're going to have a little bit of a of a gay fantasia when uh, you oh hear good. when you hear that number. I, be I believe yeah. you and I'm excited about gay it. Gay fantasia I is accept. a good way to describe it. Yeah. yeah. And so um, my dream is to uh, get like a GoPro and put it on my head because what's really interesting is what I'm doing backstage changing in and out. How many changes do you have in the show? Um... I think there are eight, okay. like, real costume changes. Wig, but out of giant costume. ball gowns and crowns yeah, and things. because it's, cool, it's, it's going to be a wig and dress. It's got to be more yeah. than eight total. Though. I know. I think I there are. I feel like you are changing oh, every time eight, you leave the stage. There's eight in one. I do change every time I leave the stage. You're right, except for act two. So I do, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I think. I, awesome. I haven't ever like eight them. in act one. I think, yeah. Like maybe another eight in act two. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. I'm sweating like Gary Busey at customs by the end of the show. So <laughs> that just brought a whole lot of imagery to mind. Gary Busey at customs. Um, yeah, no, there's a yeah, it's a, I'm in a constant state of moving. And yet my muffin top does not disappear. So That's I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Listen, my muffin top is loud and proud, and okay, it's just that this is the way it is. Talk to me about this show has been on a journey for a long time. Any musical being developed takes a decade at least to, to kind of make it. To finally get this thing open and in front of audiences and delighting people in real time, tell us about the journey going from the pandemic when we were supposed to open 
and finally getting to open now in 2022. I Because I want to say we saw each other at Broadway Con back in 2020, and you performed from the show then. Yes, uh, that was when yeah. you uh, you guys sang those two, and I introduced them. I didn't have That's to sing right. at all, which was delightful. Mm-hmm. And it was curious, and I've, I've talked about this with Ariel. That was January of 2020, mm-hmm. and I got from i did two i was there for two days and i got from that broadway con what i called the broadway con flu because i got very very sick mm. and come march Curious. i was like wait a, wait a minute did i have an early COVID-19. something something i think you i did too because i was super did. sick really? right now i got yeah. really, really sick but i yeah. just thought well it's broadway con and the fans are there and they like to hug you and you know like all of that stuff it was just close mm-hmm. yeah but, nobody but, right. knew what it was right yet. but we yeah. thought that we were uh that was a that was a press thing for us to then begin rehearsals in mid March. March, mm-hmm. yeah. And, so, but but Ariel has been with yeah, the skit Ariel's for been with the for lengthy a long time. time. She well, should speak to. She's it. the one. And yeah. I do want to ask you about that because beyond that step in the show, you've been it with since its beginning. Beginning. Tell so us about I that. So I was I did the first workshop. Well, I don't know if it was the first workshop they ever did, but the first workshop I was a part of was in 2016. Oh, six wow. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And and then uh, after that, I, I did. Oh, actually, the woman who played my mom, that workshop was Mandy Gonzalez. Okay. Gonzalez! <laughs> yes. My love. We're just getting, it has to be an alphabet. Well, <laughs> yes. well, but the woman who played my mom a year later when we did the 92nd Street Y concert was Victoria Clark. Not a green girl, no. but a goddess. But a goddess. But, but no. An akimbo goddess. Yes, yes. I've seen that oh, show, and it's so, so, good. so good. So excited for that. But you know yes. what's funny? Yeah. She's you know amazing. the song that yeah. Bonnie sang at yeah. BroadwayCon? Yeah. I did a demo of that oh, you did? for Janine Tesori. So like the wow. very first demo that was ever done, I'm on it. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. How fun. Um. So, yeah, so I've been a part of it for a really long time. And what happened after 90s? Why? Street the 92nd Street Y. Yeah. Well, that's when was that? 2019. So then oh, we were okay. supposed so to open was, in 2020. Okay. That was after Kansas City. Yes. So there was Sorry, a full I left production. Out Can- there was yeah. a full production in 2017 in, in Kansas, Kansas City. City. Okay. So I did that, and it was a short run. It was only it was two weeks long, yeah. but it was a fully staged big production, mm. and um, we had you know sold out houses and rave reviews, and 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 we were supposed to then take it to hopefully. New York, and eventually we got the the Second Street Theater. Second stage. Sorry, Second Stage Theater. Yeah. But to your credit, it is on a street. It is 43rd Street. <laughs> it's yes. on a dicey-ass street <laughs> is, is what it's on. Kids. That's where the good theater happens. Oh, it's happens. safe for the whole family. What are yeah, you guys talking yeah. about? <laughs> if you have life-size There's shield. There's a <clears throat> lovely oh, bodega yeah. on the corner where you can pick up a black and white cookie yes. for your loved ones. Yes. Yes. The bodega is lovely. For the low, low price of seven fifty. Yeah, for the low, low price of $10. But we do like our bodega. But the theater is fantastic. <laughs> Second stage is yeah. beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's my first time working there, so it's Me too. gorgeous. Yeah, and and it's been quite a long ride. Yeah, trying to figure out when we could reopen and if we were going to reopen. Because mm-hmm. after twenty twenty, you know, when everything shut down, we yeah. really weren't sure if it was going to come back. So, what was the feeling when you got the word that we're going again? Relief and yeah. excitement and prayers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I, I think my my old lady reaction was. Really? <laughs> I was like, kind of like, we'll see. Yeah, we'll yeah I'll believe see. that because when I said foot in the theater. Everything just feels so tenuous theatrically, sure. and and so I I was kind of a mixture. I don't know about you, Vic. Like I was a mixture of awesome and 
I'll believe it when I see I'm it. Frightened. Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. I was excited, but something happened, and as you guys know me, they'll be like, mm, "That that makes sense." But um, I thought the rehearsals all along started on May six. Okay, so I was mo- no, I don't where I got that number. So I was I was <laughs> moving in from L.A. because I had an apartment in New York, but during the pandemic, I let it go. Sure. So my big base is in L.A. Right, so I was setting up a new apartment, and I'm like, I gotta get everything going because we start on the sixth, <laughs> and then like I'm like, it's the fifth, and I'm like, how come nobody's calling me and like telling me where to go? Me. We were talking, <laughs> and I was like, my love, we do not start tomorrow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we start. I think it was a full week, like ten days later. Or, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I called my agent. And I'm like, hey Ben, um, I think I didn't look at the paperwork or something. He's like, I think you're looking at the paperwork from the original date or. Something. Something, Vicky, but uh, so, but then I had more time mm-hmm. to to move in. But yeah, I was that person. That's hilarious. Yeah, I had that happen recently when some uh, one of my accompanists for my show wrote me a text message. It's like, okay, so for tonight, what are we doing? I was like, <laughs> well, I'm not doing anything. Um, <laughs> I'm what, are you, what are you going to do? <laughs> Up to you. Uh, Ariel, how have you been able to develop and change Delilah throughout this many versions of the show? Oh, gosh. How fun is that to get to grow with a character for this amount of time? It's wild. I've I've done a few Broadway shows, but I've always been a replacement before. So this is my first time originating a role. It's been a dream of mine forever. And to be able to do it, so many incarnations of it, I feel like every time I do it, I just get more relaxed with it. And also with the new cast members that I'm around, you're just finding new things all the time and like... Everything that Julia and I do together on stage is is so deep and so magical. Like getting to fight with you and then getting to cry with you. It's so it's just so so fun. And then with Vicky, it's like, oh, she makes me laugh so much. I have a feeling Vicky's gonna throw you a curveball night tonight. Am oh, I, it's always I right different. About that? Yeah, it's always different, but I love it. It's <laughs> a vibe I'm getting. She's a writer, did you know? <laughs> Sometimes yes. something will happen on stage and someone and, and I over on stage left, like off, we'll be like, oh, she wrote that tonight. Yeah. Okay, okay, she said that. She I said like that. the place that you get to make up as you go along. No, yeah. also I just came back from a relapse of COVID and I literally, I was on stage oh Sunday and I go, I'm the number and I go, and because so in the book and what I would advise for you to do, Ariel, is go, Deborah. And then she was like, thank you, Miss Wings. <laughs> <laughs> she just, it, was, it was like she was like having a mini stroke enough. on stage. Yeah, a little bit. I Nothing was like, was whoa, okay, I came back a day early. Uh, yeah, I went I do have the to say, room. though, like in the, in the world of shows, uh, like because shows close and then shows whatever, sometimes like the abrupt end of one thing is a gift to the other. And Jake was in mm. Frozen. Yeah. On Broadway, mm. which had a really crappy end, which yeah, was sure. deeply unfair and your awful. Teeth. Well, yeah. yeah. And with pandemic, they closed during pandemic. And yeah. then they were just mm-hmm. like, and we're not coming back. Bye. Which was shocking, yeah. but, frankly, for everybody. But like, because you think, yeah. got deep closing, pockets, the mouse. Jake wow. but then Jake was, was available. available. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, well, well and our, I have a crazier story. And because our our, our first prince mm-hmm. for, for this thing is a fancy pantsy Jason Gote TV star now. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. And so he, he had to move a lot. But like yeah. what a, I'm so sorry that Frozen had that terrible, <laughs> terrible end, but I'm sorry so about it, Frozen, because look who we got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's what, your crazy, what you crazy story say? you're about yeah. to say? So um we took our last bow that Thursday evening, right? Or was it, what, what was it? Wednesday. No, Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday yeah, evening yeah. was the last bow we had in Frozen. 
It was also nice. the day of my final callback for Prince Oliver. Um, so, Complicated feelings. So I, you know, I was I was uh, in the ensemble of Frozen covering Hans for about a year, and it was like a dream come true to be, you know, walk off stage at graduation and onto the stage at the St. James. Um, and I got to cut my prince teeth, as you said, and I got to, you know, learn from all of those incredible people in that building. Um, and without them, I would not be here with these people no knowing what to do or say at all. Um, but so as, as you mentioned, Jason had, uh, left to go pursue that TV show and they were like, quick, we need somebody who's six feet tall and can sing high and, and looks good in tight. me and, yeah. and, looks and, good in and, and me tights. and every other cover from Disney basically showed up <laughs> like me, all the Aladdin covers, all of the Hans oh, covers, funny. all of the Simba covers. Like we were all <laughs> there. Put like out the broad strokes. Or yeah. two. Oh, and, and yeah. every Fiero yeah. as well. Don't worry. Yeah. And Prince we, APB. Yeah. We were, we were all in the hallway and i was like oh yeah well we all see each other at every audition for everything this is fun um did the initial audition on monday with jeff and then did the callback on wednesday and jody uh spilled the beans jody followed me on instagram that night before oh, i got so the cute. offer a clue so i wake up on thursday morning i'm like well that had that can't mean nothing and i got <laughs> I, I get the call your prince your prince oliver and a dream come true originated character in new york city yeah on thursday on thursday morning the day broadway shut down oh, and i they God. say go ahead write your four weeks notice so i write my four weeks notice to frozen i say it's been lovely like you know these are my final four weeks at frozen i'll be pulling double duty and rehearsing between the lines during the day for my final two weeks at frozen um, and then I got an email back that was like, Jake, that's so great. We're so proud of you. By the way, don't come to the theater tonight. The show's closed. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, wild. Well, you closed until further notice. Talk about a bounce back. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. So it was wild. So then the pandemic happened and it was like, well, maybe Frozen will open back up first and you'll go back to that. And maybe Between the Lines will open first and you'll go to that. And then Frozen closed, you know, permanently on, I think, like May 17th. Um, during the pandemic on a Zoom call, which was which was so sad. Gutting, That's dark. That's dark. That is so I was I was absolutely gobsmacked mm. when that when that yeah. took I place. I was too. Yeah, I you just bet. think, yeah. well, you know, working for Disney and I it seems like if anybody could keep a show open, that's a pretty popular title. That's mm -hmm. some hot IP, right? Uh, yeah. Well, it worked out great. You went into the pandemic feeling a yeah. little a little bouncier than maybe a lot of people <laughs> yeah, did. Yeah, I was, I was like, well, I, I might have two jobs coming out of this pandemic. Yeah. So you're like, we'll sorry, see. guys, don't tell but, anyone. Just make yeah, people it was mad. it was absolutely wild. And then so basically for two years, I was like twiddling my thumbs being like, am I going to be able to like, you know, be in this stacked cast with all of these like awesome people getting to, you know, essentially make my New York principal debut. Um, it was it's been a dream come true. All of you are just so kind and it's great oh you're brilliant you're absolutely we're, we're so lucky to have came, come upon you to have <laughs> had you drop in you're perfect you're absolutely perfect you're, you're wait till it. you see him wait till you see him he, he, jake's gonna give you 20 minutes to stop that video, <laughs> <laughs> to pull yourself together there you brought up that jody followed you jody Peagle, uh followed you <laughs> on social media which was a, a clue so it's not often uh that you've got the author of the book that a musical mm. is based on in the room talk and she is so wildly popular and so beloved and wrote this book a long time ago uh with her daughter is that correct mm, yes right. samantha van leer right which is very very cool especially considering the mother-daughter mm -hmm. dynamics that are played out in the show uh tell me a little bit about the process of having a writer in the room i feel I, i've heard that she was very hands-on in the creation totally hands-on all of them yeah. are mm -hmm. i mean it's she and tim mcdonald who wrote the book and uh Alyssa Sampson and Kate Anderson, who wrote the music and lyrics. 
and um, they were in- incredibly collaborative and open. I mean, I think that the moment with Jody that stands out in my brain is that I had a Zoom with Jody and Tim before we started this time, before we started for realsies. And uh, did you just say for realsies? For realsies, <laughs> just Vicky. We're just keeping it. We'll for talk realsies. about it later. Just saying. Um, and. Uh, we, I was talking about something with the mom and something that wasn't happening that I thought maybe should and blah, 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 blah. And I, I suggested something. And they were they were listening to that and they were talking about that. And all of a sudden, Jody goes, I know what to do. I know what to do. I know what to do. You know what? I need to go right. Like I watched her amazing brain click in and exactly the thing I suggested came arrived. Wow. But it was so cool to be there and be like, oh, oh, she's do- oh, she's doing the thing. She's like, doing don't the interrupt. Thing. Don't wow. interrupt. She's, she's super. The master she's, at work. She's so prolific. I mean, she wrote two novels during the pandemic, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I ate things. Yeah, during the pandemic. Uh, I mean, it's just it's it's wild to me. And she is so. Is it like twelve of her novels have started at number one on the New York Times bestseller? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that number is correct, but it's high. It's no, a double-digit number. It doesn't yeah. sound. It doesn't yeah, sound unreasonable just, for her. And even during tech, she was writing a novel during tech because mm-hmm. her brain is like, I've got it. I got to tell stories. I got to tell stories. And it's just, it, it's, it's wild. Mm-hmm. It's, it's amazing to be near that. But well, that it was moment, really cool. Was and really this cool. doesn't happen often, and especially coming from doing a lot of sitcom and they're rewriting quickly, and you're like, what's that fix going to be? You know, she was very. They all were very open about. Tell us, tell us if it isn't funny. Tell us what you think it needs. And I would, you know, I'd go over every now and then. I go, I think because of this and this. And then I'd get the new page, and I'd be like wary, like mm, okay, you know. I mean, I g-. and it would be spot on funny, mm. you know, spot on written in a cadence that was sort of natural to me and downright funny. And they did that every time I sort of balked. And sometimes I'd balk and I didn't think they saw it. And they'd be like, here's your new page. You oh, know. wow. So They're reading you from across the room. It, yeah, like, yeah, that's not like if, if you like paraphrased, yeah, yeah. but your paraphrase was funnier than the original line, yeah. new page yeah. mm-hmm. tomorrow. Wow. Yeah. yeah, they would. They were so yeah. collaborative. And it was Anytime so, like, you had any idea. They were hyper-precious about it. No, they were yeah. just right. like, oh. they knew they were talented yeah. enough to write even the better thing or to allow us who were living mm-hmm. inside of these characters no to, yeah. to trust you yeah. and what you feel. Like sometimes I was like, I can I just flip these because it falls out of my mouth better if I put this sentence before that sentence and they're like, yeah, yeah. I dare say that is that is a pretty special experience. I no, don't know indeed, that every indeed. writer mm-hmm. is necessarily that open and confident to. Yeah. I think to the key of, is to understand. I mean, I've done a lot of new shows and learning along the way that like is to instill in the writers your belief in them mm. that you're not saying mm. I think your baby's ugly. Mm. You're saying right. that because that's what it feels like. It comes out of you and. And I've, I've tried to flip it on myself. Like if someone came up to me and they were like, I really hate the way you're singing that. That's <laughs> devastating. No one. But you know what I mean? That's yeah. devastating. And that's what you're doing if you're if you're approaching a writer in it in a way that's so casual. It came out of them. They, mm-hmm. they labored over this. So it's figuring out how to approach it and mm-hmm. how to instill in them the confidence of. I think what I'm looking at on the page right now is really good. But I think you have better. Mm. in you mm-hmm. not this is this is bad fix it yeah it's like you've already achieved but i think for this moment you you have a, t- a higher drawer available and yeah. to and make them feel like oh okay I yeah can i mean that. i think what was unique about this was and jeff sort of set the tone too is best idea wins mm, you know yeah. it, it's just 
we're all in the soup, and yeah. and so it created sort of set that tone, and it was a wonderful tone to work in. Yeah, what are I'm assuming when you got the show, everybody grabbed the book first thing, and mm-hmm. and no, nope, I have never gone near it. I because I was On told purpose? You yes, want it? I was told that because there's actually the book and then there's a sequel that right. they wrote several years Which later. Which are both in the musical. Yes, mm-hmm. well, I as I understand it, because yeah. I oh, you still haven't read. No, oh, okay. because I was told, uh, like, almost from the drop, that the musical was qu- quite a bit different mm-hmm. than the books, and I thought, then I don't want the book in my brain. Mm. I don't want like, a, but in the book, right, X Y Z happens. I'm like, yeah. I just wanted to deal with the that. ink that was in front of me. Uh, but normally, I would have absolutely what you said, mm-hmm. gone to the source material. It was just when I was told how different, it, or when it was intimated how different it was, yeah. I steered out. Mm-hmm. So, but that was me. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I read the book when I first did the workshop back in sure. 2016, and I marked it up. And for me, it helped because I, I felt like in reading the book, I was getting more inside, more of an inside look into Delilah's brain, besides what was just written in the script that comes out of her face mm-hmm. when she speaks, mm-hmm. but more like what is she feeling and thinking on the inside. And so I did, um, I took a lot from that when I first read the book, but I have not reopened it since. Because uh. in in the doing of the production and the workshops and the concerts and, and to building it over the years, I feel like I've created all of that inner world now in my mm. own per- performance right. of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the yeah. world where this exists for you now, beyond that. Yeah. Um, with knowing the book and having read it and, and followed this, how does the music, which is gorgeous in yes, the show, it really is. Uh, how does the music elevate this this story? And that's why I love musicals, oh right? Yeah. Because emotion, music carries an emotional punch that, that words just can't. very beautiful music in yeah. the show. I there mean, Jody said yeah. herself, uh, and she says it in every talkback, like it's sort of her, like, you know, um, you know, one punchline that she gives at the talkbacks where she goes, we finished writing the book, and I said, there's more. This book sings. And, like, wow. I, that's how I felt, because I, I listened to the book on tape, um, and you know, Broadway royalty Nick Cordero was uh, was the voice of Prince Oliver. Mm. Um, so that's really special wow. to feel like you know connected to that in some way. And uh, but like when you listen to it on tape, it absolutely it feels like at any moment they could burst out into song. And that's you know like that's what Jody said. And so it immediately the instinct was just to like go find somebody to write the music, and they found you know Kate and Lisa, and, and they've just written this absolutely brilliant like modern. Pop God. Disney so, um, score that earworm, earworm. So, earworm. Yeah, so many so many lines that are just gonna be like you're humming while you're washing the dishes. It's like and... a new Alan Menken score, mm-hmm. but with pop influence. Yeah, yeah. so good. I... It's so good. There isn't a bad like. It's just I'm so excited. We're making. Are we allowed to say that that we're mm-hmm. recording the album? An exclusive in the in August, yeah. early August. We're gonna start recording, and I, that makes me very happy that this music will be out in the world because it truly is like world-class I taught a master class like I don't know a week and a half ago or something she's college age that we're here for a summer program and a bunch of them had come to see the show and they had all kinds of questions about like the quick changes and all this stuff and at one point they asked about me and my quick changes yes and they were like (laughs) that's exciting can you look Vicki Lewis in the eyes will she allow you Uh, (laughs) and and some we one only of have them, green M&Ms exactly. for her today, by the way. <laughs> one of them asked me what my favorite song was. Uh, not that I sing, but just in the show. And I was like, gosh, I mean, I have several, but I think for like sheer cleverness, it might be this song called Inner Thoughts. And 
they all started singing it to me. They had wow. seen the show once. Now, for all I know, they bootlegged it, but whatever. But the point is, <laughs> and children, please stop it. But, please stop um, bootlegging, please. Or don't let me see you. There's the difference. <laughs> if I don't see you, I don't know. But uh, but just they're that the songs are that earwormy that they mm. all just mm. leapt right into that song. And it I was, love it. Was well, terrible. that's what that is what you want. Yeah. And I never am a person who I try to be this person, but I'm not. But the orchestrations are so exquisite. Oh, oh yeah. my god, they are exquisite. Yeah, that's so right. much rides yeah, on. Yeah, and that. like the underscoring of like the, even the scene where like you and Ducharme mm-hmm. talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like hearing the yeah. the the change of the tone to like oh, set the mood gorgeous. of what's happening. It's so good. That's such an art unto itself. Like yes. underscoring in a scene. I, I I remember very clear when I did Ragtime. Mm-hmm. The Our Children sequence is one of those sequences that is so perfectly orchestrated. We stop singing at certain times and we speak and it makes sense. And then sometimes all of the underscoring drops out and then it comes back. But all at the most beautifully rendered moment, it's such a gorgeous sequence. And it's that orchestration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, And he's chosen that classical guitar. Is that what that is? It's a sound... It happens there's a there's a mandolin that picks at the a sort of end yeah, of it's almost a Spanish vibe. But mm-hmm. there is during um uh, uh someone to hold on to. Yeah, the when it someone kicks to hold on the, to reprise my little sad boy song. Oh, I love it. There's like a mandolin that's like and it just like climbs and it's not so since Jonathan Tunic. Just really it fills out the fairy tale sound so well. It's so clever. And we have one of those bands. We have one of those bands that feels like many more people than it actually is. Like they're all yeah. like just yeah. just doing the work of so many. They're although they're while wonderful. I'm doing quick changes, I am playing certain instruments. That's I don't know if you guys want to. <laughs> <laughs> so part, well, part of your contract. contract. Piccolo, you <laughs> have to do the different it's, six it's characters. A, a mean piccolo player actually. <laughs> it's, it's hidden in her pocket for most of the costume changes. You know what's cra- and it's really hard to speak and sing while playing the piccolo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's the, if anyone it. can. Yeah. Yep, that's um, so there's a themes within the show that I think, you know, Jody writes for, for YA audiences and adults and, and this show tackles a lot of issues that I think a lot of young people deal with. Um, escapism, not fitting in, not belonging, mm-hmm. dealing with your parents. What is that relationship? Separation, that sort of thing. Um, in your lives as young people and, and budding artists, were some of the themes that are being tackled in the show really present in your life? And did that bring you any sort of insight in how to play them? Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about oh, it. There yeah. She's in. Well, I, I mean, Jody says it all the time. She's like, you basically are Delilah, aren't you? Because I was bullied really badly Aww. when I was little. Um, I didn't know that. I talk about this in my one-woman show. Um, and one of the like main points in my life that was such a pivotal moment that changed the trajectory of my life was when I was in middle school and I was like completely ostracized and for an entire year there was the whole class um turned against me and like started this club called triple (gasps) a that's I didn't find out about for an entire year and at the very end of the year someone told me it stood for all against Ariel ew wait why did they turn on you this way I I still don't know I think like they just thought it was funny like this one girl and one guy who like was my first kiss, who then, like, broke up with me to, like, date Bastard. another girl. The, the two of them. Worst. I will cut him. <laughs> Let's get yeah. names. Yep. Uh, well, I, I, yeah, so it was just a very Be hard like- time for me, and I basically felt really 
like I couldn't trust anybody and I had no friends and it it for me it was it was just such a you know a crucial moment um that I can draw on as Delilah for sure did you find any for anybody uh if you were bit with the theater bug very young, I was nine years old and that's why I was ostracized and got mm. my mm. fair share of, of browbeating, right? Um, was there uh, safety in the theater? Was there yes. an outlet in the theater that you found that yeah. you went, these are my people? Sure. Yeah. Well, for me, I didn't, um, I, let's see, I, I, I found myself escaping into performing and singing because I liked that when I sang, especially musical theater, that I felt like I could be another person and I could be, mm. I could take on their world instead of just mm -hmm. be in my world. Yeah. Mm. I understand that feeling. Yeah. Did you, was theater a place for you to? Um, yeah. I mean, I wasn't a popular kid uh, uh, to say the least. And um, luckily this English teacher, Roger Grooms, I'll never forget, um, sort of plucked me out of, um, I was bullied, but mostly just ignored and made fun of. I guess that's bullying. Yeah. <laughs> People made fun of me. Wait, that was bullying. Um, and he put me in this play called Barefoot in the Park, and I didn't know what a play was. I mean, I grew up in the middle of nowhere in Ohio. And so I was doing the play, and I learned the lines and stuff, and I'm like, everyone's nice to me in here. Like, it was, you know... And then uh, the, we were performing, and people started laughing, and I was horrified because I thought they were laughing at me because I was so used to having people, people laugh, laugh at, at me. And I exited at one point, and they were like, no, it's because you're really funny. And then, like, it's, it's interesting how the energy just sort of shifted after that, and people wanted to pay attention to me, and they thought I was funny. And I hid behind that for years and years and years, like, you know, um, and it's all in my book. I've gone on too long. But yes, <laughs> I did I did understand mm. the the sort of uh, that becoming a family and you know, becoming a life raft, you know, for sure. Yeah, but weird becomes your superpower. Yeah, I, yeah. I would have been yeah. lost without being able to have lunch in the drama room, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, where there weren't so many shells And it's interesting because I feel like a lot of, from this show, a, a lot of the, the commentary that we get from people is that they are all, because this show is about different kinds of love, mm. basically. Yeah. And one of those loves is the love of literature and where how you can escape. Mm -hmm. You can just mm -hmm. dive in and absorb yourself into that. And and sometimes when you don't feel seen, you turn to that. You turn to mm -hmm. the arts, whatever mm -hmm. it may be. It's why I think it's such a, 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 a bald-faced shame that arts funding gets so cut mm -hmm. in school. I mean, where would any of mm. us be Absolutely. if that yeah. wasn't there? Not because, and I don't mean... As a vocation, I mean, m most people who do theater when their kids don't become actors professionally. I just mean as what it sure. what it shows you and what it teaches you and what you learn about community empathy, and empathy yeah. and all of that yourself. kind of stuff. Empathy. And and that same way with like with with books, what books can do and and what you what you create in your head of like what they look like. Mm -hmm. And and how I mean, I this is a like a tiny sidebar, but I mean, I had read the novel of Wicked way before it was a musical when it first came out. I just saw it on like the new and noteworthy shelf at Barnes and Noble. And I, I was like, what's this? And I was at the time, no joke, working with Stephen Schwartz. Oh. I am sure that I'm the one who told him about Wicked, but he swears it was on a boat in Hawaii. <laughs> 
finally the I truth. I think he's wrong. I told him that. But um, but I thought that the lead character's name was pronounced Elfaba. Yeah. <laughs> well, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. because oh, that's yes. what it, And then when I learned it was Elphaba, I was like, what? No, that's not right. That's not right. And mm. I mean, and it's she's named that way. Gregory Maguire, who wrote the novel, named her that way after the novelist of L. the Wicked Wizard of Oz books. His name is L. Frank Baum. Elfa oh, Ba. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. But my point in that story is that, like, I was so twisted by mm. that's not how you pronounce her name. I was like, because the world. Yeah. Well, because you, like, identified with the character. Exactly. Or when you found representation in a novel. Because, like, you related to it. Or and, when, like, when you feel lost in your normal life, like Delilah mm-hmm. does, like, the reason she becomes obsessed with Oliver is because he has an absent father. Mm-hmm. In the right. book, he's raised right. by a single mother, and that's, like, super relatable. You say yes. that, Prince, you see he's a lot like me in yeah. in the first song of the show. Mm-hmm. And that's what's the, the, the theme of our show is, like, representation is, like, find yourself. And our cast is so incredible and diverse and, like, what something that we're all very very proud of is we feel like anybody who comes to the show is going to be, be able to pick somebody out on stage that they they go oh my god they're just like me yeah yeah and and that that's you know what Delilah does in the book that's what you know theater goers do when they go see a musical on stage that you know you pick somebody to root for and that's like a theme that crosses genres absolutely and is that what is that the <laughs> takeaway that you that you want from the show because this is also a show I've talked a little bit about with my colleagues that this is a show that kind of at this time can just delight you, right? And you don't have mm-hmm. to go back to the and dissect it for four weeks. Mm-hmm. I mean, all right, let's do a I, deep dive into a strange loop like and figure I out want, how we I feel want about people, it. I think I said this to you before, yeah. before we started, like I am 100% here for the shows that make you like have to take a minute when it's over and then you're like, we need to go to dinner because I need to talk about this and I need mm-hmm. to figure out how I feel about it. And do I even agree? Like, I'm so here for Extra all that therapy kind of theater. Session. Totally. <laughs> I'm also here for the kind of theater where you just walk out and go, oh, I got to forget about the hellscape for two and a mm-hmm. half hours. I just got to be in something joyful and light yeah. and silly mm-hmm. and fun. And P.S. Did I cry in that moment? Oh, I think mm. I did. I didn't even think that was coming. Like, yeah. I that's how I hope people walk out of. And if they walk out with something else, that's great. Just please come, so then you yeah. can walk out with something. That's all. Because of COVID, I don't know if you heard I had COVID here. <laughs> um, Jesus, but um, and I watched the show, and I hadn't seen the show, and and Jeff was like, I want you to watch your changes. You know, just sit out, and I was like, well. Why can't I just look really quick and learn them and go back in? He was like, but I, I remember I came backstage. Yes, I was gobsmacked at like how how much I laughed, how much I cared about everyone, how beautiful it was, how touching it was, how talented everyone was, the design element. Like I was overwhelmed at the show I was in. I just I just think it's an incredibly unique, special, vibrant perfectly timed musical for where we are in life right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that perfectly timed is such a great way to put it. I think so much about this story is about what you do when you feel like you're stuck in a world you don't want to be in. Oh, and you everyone on earth. Like yeah. everyone right now with yeah. where we've yeah. been through in the last yeah. two years, I feel like had we opened in 2020, it would have been great, and we, you know, everyone would have loved the show. But now that we're in 2022, it is so much more needed and more relatable based yeah. on the world we're living in. 
And it, I think it gives people hope. And I think it gives people um, an idea that they can have power over their own life and mm-hmm. write this, their life the way that they want it. And I think everyone needs that. Oh, I could not agree more. It is scary, scary business to wake up to New York One every day. That's for darn sure. Um, We're running very low on time. I want to ask each of you what your favorite fairy tale of all time is. Vicki? Oh, God. I don't, I, you know what, because I, I had, like, not the best childhood. Not not to say, like, not to make everything so dark, but, like, we didn't grow up with fairy books and stuff, like, literally. And so I I don't know that I have one. And so I did a podcast with the librarian, and I told her this, and she sent me two, uh, like, children's books. And so can I get back to you? Absolutely. And I love that? Alice yeah. in Wonderland, but only like the dark sort of qualities of it. But and so Which, yeah. I would I would pick that one for sure that I know of. Yeah, they keep that one. They keep trying to make it a musical. I want them to. But they've no? they've okay. tried. All right. Yeah. I I guess this is a little older than fairy tales, but uh The Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. yeah. That, that's a that's a bit older, I realize. And and when when I was I was a big reader, a big reader and I this isn't fairy tale at all, but it is made up. With, I was obsessed with Nancy Drew. Oh sure, I read oh, and the Hardy I had Boys. all of those books. They had yellow spines. They were all oh, yes. on my show. Oh yeah, <laughs> right Dude, underneath. Think about the how I am, y'all. And you know it's Nancy Drew. Mm-hmm. But I just lo- and and she always figured it out in the end. And she had her she had her friends to help her. She never mm-hmm. did it alone. She always had help. And oh, I just loved her. Did. But there's the a, for somebody fantasy. wrote a musical about. Na- there's a Nancy Drew musical really? out there. I think yeah. Jeff Thompson oh, made yes. it. Yeah. But yeah, and for for fantasy though, I I did love Chronicles of Narnia. That mm. was. Yeah. How about you, Jake? I have a really cop out answer slash question. Do superheroes count? Ab, let's talk about it. Yes, I, they do. I <laughs> like love superheroes. I have since I was a little kid, and uh, <laughs> like the 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 concept that somebody would do good simply because they have the ability to. Um, not because they have the responsibility to, but they have the ability to and therefore feel the responsibility to help others with their gift. Like that concept to Aww, me is just so um, enrapturing. Like I'm always obsessed with, you know, any new character or, or any, you know, comic book character. And I, I love the Flash in particular, the Wally West version of the Flash. I think he's hysterical and he shows that even in crisis there can be levity. And he's like always cracking jokes and he's always sort of like smarmy and and he'll hit you with a one liner like but he'll still I mean, he would he would still like take a bullet for for whoever he's trying to save. And I think that to have a heart like that and still maintain your humor and your wit, like I just love the Wally West run of the flash. Hey, well, this is why you play right? the princes. There <laughs> is. That's we need to it. find you a podcast to go on where you can talk seriously. <laughs> oh, like sure there, there must one. be some. Oh, We're gonna find it. We're putting are. it out there. Yeah. We're putting I'll it out there. I'll make one. Yeah. Um, fantasy and fairy tale. I uh, I grew up. I don't know if this counts, but I grew up watching Wizard of Oz over and over sure. and over and over again. Um, so I love the Wizard of Oz. And in terms of books, in terms of books, I would say the Golden Compass series is mm. like my favorite. Uh, fairy tale kind of story i don't know if it counts as a fairy tale sure but does. it just feels like it is <laughs> kind of like the you know the the when you said chronicles of narnia yeah like mm-hmm. the chronicles of narnia grand sweeping epics. oh my god it's so good the trilogy is my favorite thing ever um yes and in terms of like stories i don't know if disney would be a fairy tale or not but 
Mulan is oh, oh that yeah. character Absolutely. that yeah. character that is in that movie. Yeah. I mean what what Mulan does and oh. goes through and like saves her country is so <laughs> uh-huh. inspiring no <laughs> and along the way yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, that's when we sing about it, right? When it's yeah. that when it's that big. Mm. Uh, my friends, I want to be respectful of your time and not keep you here all day, although I could, and I yes. want to, <laughs> and I would love to chat with you for the rest of my life. Thank you so much for being here with us. Uh, I hope everyone who's listening, if you get a chance, make sure you go see Between the Lines. Uh, make sure you listen to the music. It's available online where you stream your music. Uh, and uh, I love you all very much. And we love you very you much. You do? Yeah. Yes. Gosh. Okay, we're having a group hug. Yes. <laughs> All right, yeah. thank you very much, thank and uh, we'll see you guys soon. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks so much. See what I mean when I say they're an incredible cast, they're an incredible group. I want to say thank you to my Between the Lines friends for joining us for an absolutely lovely conversation. All right, friends. You got to make sure you subscribe to the show. You don't want to miss a single moment. Make sure you rate and review us, especially if you like the show. Share us with your friends. We're into that sort of thing. Also, make sure you're following us on social media at The Broadway Cast. You can follow me directly at Ben Does Broadway. And if you'd like to support us further, you can do so by joining our Patreon family, where we are going to give you some exclusive behind-the-scenes goodies that are made and created solely for our Patreon family. Find the link in the liner notes to join us as a Patreon supporter. Until next time, my beautiful friends, I'm your Broadway buddy, Ben Cameron, saying have a great show. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.